Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and uh, we're glad to, that you're a part of at least listening to uh, these teachings on inspiring better business. And today, we're going to talk about don't wait too long. And it's referring to the fact that sometimes there's a cycle in business, and I've seen over and over again, people know that they're losing money, know that they're behind on the eight ball, their, their, their uh, bills are stacking up, and they can't see into the future when it's going to turn, but they wait way too long before they take some significant corrective action. Uh, you know, I'm not a stock market person, uh, but I know enough about it that the ability to change, buy, and sell on the stock market is dependent upon someone's ability to some kind see where your trends are. And if you don't trend or change or buy or sell uh, uh, quick enough, you'll find yourself on the wrong side of, of the slope, and you'll be losing money. Well, there's a little similarity to that in your own business. So um, there's a business cycle. You see, almost every business has business cycle. If you're in the jewelry business, I don't have never owned a jewelry business, but I know a few people have, and they say that Christmas and Valentine's Day, boy, that's when they're really, really, really business busy. I have a friend that owns a heating and air conditioning company, and they say, man, the worst two months are January and February. And the best months are when you uh, are getting ready for summer and the air conditioners all need to be worked on, or you're getting ready for winter and all the heaters need to be worked on. There's a cycle. There's a season. There's something involved. And once you're in business for a while, you should be understanding and picking up on that season. So when you have a season, you don't want to make a drastic change just because it's a seasonal change. You need to be prepared for that. It's kind of like the ant. That's an old saying, you know, the ant will store up or a chipmunk. They'll store up for the off season so that they know they can't gather food. They'll have a reserve. You need to think along that way. So you're, you're, but you're still at spots and times. And I'm going to tell some times when I had some major things happen in my business ownership. And boy, if I didn't make the change at the right time, I'm sunk. And so you've got to learn when to make the corrective actions or how, to, how deep those corrective actions ought to be to make sure that your company stays solvent, stays, stays at least breaking even or losing just a little money, but not going under. Not, there's, there's not, uh, you're not going to sink the ship as you want to say there. So, um, uh, and, and, uh, and one of the big problems, it seems to be especially in the Christian world, we're a Christian company and we're, we're, we got a lot of employees or we got even just a few employees. And so we get soft hearted uh, in the sense that, oh, I can't let this person go. I can't change my overhead. We don't have any real work, but I've got to go ahead and keep these people on payroll because where are they going to go to work? Well, I don't know where your responsibility is on that. I know this, that if the company goes bankrupt or you dig such a deep hole, you have a chance of everyone losing their job because you couldn't pull it out. I have experienced some of that from time to time. I'm speaking from experience. I was too late and too slow in my pre previous business life and I almost sunk the ship. If you know what I'm saying, I almost ran the business into the ground because I didn't make the corrective action soon enough. And so you've got to be wise in that. Now, in order to make the corrective steps, there's a 
foundational truth. You need to know your financial numbers. You need to be able to know and be able to read your profit and loss sheet. You need to be able to understand your cash flow. Those are the two main things. That's another whole subject on both of those. You can search the website for teachings on, on cash flow, teachings on uh, profit and loss worksheets, and they're there. But in essence, you need to know your numbers. You cannot just fly by the seat of your pants, as we would say, if you're flying an airplane and you don't have any instrument ratings and you run into a storm or it turns dark and you cannot see by visual, then you've got to look at your instruments and be sure that you're confident in using those instruments. That's what your financial statements are. That's what you need to know. So the one that's most uh, custom is your profit and loss. Obviously, you record your income on a monthly basis and then you look at your expenses typically in two categories one is your direct expenses you should know what that means it's expenses that are directly related to the uh, cost of doing uh, business related to those sales of product and services. And then there's the overhead or our administrative expenses. Those are the expenses that don't go away. The lights, the electric, the, the electric bill, uh, the, maybe the advertising doesn't go away because you've got to keep your name in or you made a long-term commitment. So you've got to know your numbers and you've got to be able to read those numbers. And so here's what I do, and I'll give an example, and then I'll tell you what I had to do in the 2009. I look at my numbers on a pretty regular basis. I look at my cash flow, I look at my profit and loss, and I don't just overly get excited after just one month of really good profit or even one month of loss. Okay, we had a month, and we look at the end of the month, typically on the 10th or 12th or 15th of the next month. So let's say at the end of June, you would look at uh, somewhere July 15th. You should have your numbers in, and you should know whether you actually made a profit for June. You ought to be able to read those and understand it. Reading it means you know what's in there so you can see if there's a mistake or not. And you can get those things corrected. It needs to be accurate. You can have a bookkeeper. By all means, have a bookkeeper. But you can't delegate that. That's a big mistake that you cannot, you can delegate bookkeeping, but you can't delegate the responsibility of understanding your financial statements. So what I do to be sure that I'm on track, I look at this current month or the last month, and then I look at the last three months average together. With uh, the software I use, it's very simple. I just do a spread of, in, if you're talking about January, February, March, then that's the last three months for April. And if you went February, March, and April, then I would be looking in May for those last three months. So I'd average those together and really start seeing where we're headed. Now, now if I have a bad month, I'm not getting too excited. I'm, it, it raises my attention. But when I have a second month in a row that's losing money, I let our entire staff know, hey, we've lost money two months in a row. We need to all pull together, and this third month, it needs to be good. Because three months in a row, you better believe I'm doing something because I'm not going to cause the company to go bankrupt just because I wasn't watching where we're headed. And so I would then make the appropriate changes. Uh, not ruthless, not, not heartless, but I have to make the changes no matter what my emotions say because I've got to be sure we have a company there when the cycle turns around and we're back in business again. Well, this is what happened in 2009.
Uh, I'm tooling along. I bought the company 2006. I have 41 employees when I buy the company. We fairly quickly go to 65 employees. And then that was in, two, bought it in 2006, but 2009 was a bad year, and it dropped like crazy. Like, my three biggest customers basically don't even need me anymore. I'm in trouble. Now, I happen to have reserve, both cash and finished products, but I didn't tell anybody about that. I just focused on the fact that if the way it's headed, I'm going to be bankrupt if we don't get our expenses down in line. And so I didn't like it. I had tears in my eyes. But we brought 41 employees into the office one at a time and explained to them, we just can't keep you on our payroll because there's no work to do. These were not my overhead people. These were my direct employees. I could have taken the position, oh, I feel so sorry for them. Yeah, I do feel sorry for them, but I can't lose the company. And then, sure enough, one year later, it comes back, and we're just busy as we can be, and we've been pretty busy, little, little cycles in between. One of the problems when you wait too long, you use up all of your reserve. You've got your back all against the wall. You, got every, you owe everybody in the country money. You own your employees. You're almost paid. You're almost bankrupt, and then you take action. I'm telling you, that's a little too late. You can't get tied up in the emotion. Well, I hope this helps. I hope you don't uh, think I'm a ruthless, um, greedy business owner that all I think is profit. Nope, that's not me. I'm thinking of keeping this company solid and sound for years to come, and i got to make tough decisions. Thanks for watching. I hope you'll share these with other people. Thank you.